Welcome back to Catholic Chicago with today's special edition of Catholic Schools Today on WNDZ 750 AM on phone number 312-255-8408. Father Greg Sackwitz along with Dr. Jim Rigg. And Dr. Dr. Jim Rigg, that was a very interesting first segment we talked about because it's so much on people's minds regarding coronavirus, the COVID-19. And so the reality is it's with us now. But I keep telling people God is with us. And God will see us through one day at a time, and this will end. But we have a tremendous program lined up, so I will let, turn it over to you to introduce our first couple of guests. Happy to, Father Greg. And again, I regret that I am uh, not face-to-face with you today, but hopefully sooner or later I'll be able to be back with you in studio to co-host the Catholic Schools Today radio show. Uh, but in the meantime... But Jim, I'm right now I'm waving to you on Here We Are live streaming... <laughs> I'm waving to you, Dr. Jim Rigg, and all the people who are viewing this morning. Greetings. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Greetings. But uh, still happy to uh, introduce our first couple of guests in our first segment. So, um, Father Greg, in the first segment, we were talking about how our teachers and principals and staff members have truly gone uh, well above and beyond this year in their service to their students uh, in this pandemic. And... Um, you know, I think we have uh, in our first segment a wonderful example of a teacher who has gone above and beyond. I was uh, really pleased to see recently this teacher featured on the CBS Evening News, the national news, uh, for something that occurred just a short time ago. So this teacher is uh, John Little. He's a first-year teacher at St. Mary's School in Buffalo Grove. And during a recent uh, virtual learning day, he was teaching his classes remotely when he had to evacuate his home due to a house fire. Uh, John and his family quickly left their home, and he taught his next class from his neighbor's front yard. So he literally kind of grabbed his computer, uh, went to his neighbor's, uh, went on Wi-Fi, and continued teaching uh, in spite of the fire. Well, the house is on fire. <laughs> so, that uh, that well is beyond amazing. Yes. <laughs> so uh, happy to welcome via telephone uh, John Little, uh, who is a social studies and religion teacher at St. Mary's School in Buffalo Grove, along with the principal of St. Mary's, uh, Miss Chris Gritzmacher. Good morning. Are you there? Morning. Glad to be here. Yes, good morning, good John. Morning. Good morning, Chris. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Great. You know, John, when I got the rundown for today's program and I read that, I thought to myself, that is beyond unbelievable. Mm-hmm. So maybe just for a moment to tell our listeners what happened on that morning. Yeah, absolutely. So I was uh, with my homeroom teaching them some social studies. We were just going through the material when all of a sudden my brother comes into the den where I'm working and he says, hey, we got to evacuate the house. And I'm, I turn around and first I was wondering, like, what's what's going on here? But then I see like a lot of smoke coming up from around my living room and I just immediately closed my laptop, got outside. I think I kind of heard the kids when I was closing my laptop. There was a lot of confusion there. I didn't give them any kind of notice. It was just really quickly get out of the house. And unfortunately, I was, uh, I got my laptop, but I forgot to get the shoes and coat on. So it was definitely cold out there. But I managed to get across the street to my neighbor's house where they were kind enough to offer me their Wi-Fi. And luckily, the fire wasn't anything major it's very minimal damages we're very thankful for that so they were able to take care of that the fire department well i kind of was able to log back on with my students and they said what's going on and i'm like oh my house is on fire just another typical day of the week 
Yep, just yep. another day in the office, right? And to their <laughs> credit, they um, they showed a lot of concern. They managed to stay calm. They were obviously very surprised by that. That's not something you uh, typically hear at Monday 10 a.m., but throughout the day they did a really nice job just emailing me, checking in. They asked for pictures of the damages, so I made sure to post them. And then I uh, had to do my fourth-hour class outside just because the fire department was taking care of the uh, all the damages, making sure the house was safe to go inside. And that was really when I was starting to get really cold out there. I was sitting on my neighbor's backyard without any shoes or a coat, so uh, I credit those kids. I probably wasn't fully focused on the lesson, but they did a good job just going through and uh, also showed a lot of concern. And then thankfully the fire was very minor, so by the time I had my lunch break, I was able to get back inside with some heating and uh, just go on with my day. Do you actually taught class with no shoes and no coat? Yeah. Outside. I didn't even think about it until I was outside for a few minutes, and that's when I started to get really cold at first. And this was like in the last couple of weeks, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, uh, I believe, two weeks ago. So we're talking the end of November, early December. Now, just for, for uh, curiosity for our listeners, what was the cause of the fire? So that's a good question. It was in a really random spot of the house, the bottom part of the porch. We think it might be the Christmas lights, except they're hung above, so I don't know how the spark would have got down there. But it is a 100-year-old house, so it could have just been some wires or something that created a spark, and it just spread really easily is what we're thinking. Pretty incredible story, and as wow. I said from the outset, I uh, was uh, happy to see this featured on the CBS National News, so uh, you've garnered some uh, good attention. Uh, this has been such an unusual year for everybody in Catholic education, though, of course, this is a very unusual uh, situation that you had to face. John, tell us just a little bit about this year. I mean, you're a first-year teacher. What has it been like to enter teaching for the first year amidst the pandemic? Yeah, so it's definitely been a year I'll never forget. Um, from the day one, what I really credit our staff here at St. Mary's, everyone I talked to was super helpful. They gave me all the materials I need. They've always asked, hey, if there's anything you ever need, please let me know. It was a really welcoming environment. Uh, obviously, it was not anything what I anticipated my first year teaching. We can't like do so much group work or mix desks and we, the teachers have to travel around instead of the students, so there's a limited amount of things we can safely do when it comes to teaching without, uh, with, while maintaining safety protocol. But overall, I would say we've managed to turn the situation into something positive. Our team here really has, I believe, created a pretty positive environment for the students given the situation. I think most of the kids we have enjoy coming to school every day. And other than the, I think the masks was something that initially they had a little bit of struggles on, but pretty much every week it just becomes more and more normal. And I think we've done a really good job just turning this unprecedented situation into a pretty good success. Now, Chris, I have to ask you, how many years have you been principal at St. Mary's? This is my second year. So even for you, you start a year ago, normal situation, but then this past summer, I take it back, your first year, the closure happened in March, which was part of your first year. Right. So this has been an, an incredible change for you. I mean, you are pretty much a brand-new principal, and in your first year, you're hit with COVID-19 through the spring, through summer, into the fall. So in all honesty, it, it, this has to be very hard on you. 
Well, I'm not a new principal. Um, I've been doing this for about 40 years. But you sound like about 29 years years old. (laughs) Wow. Okay, great. Um, I've been principal for uh, about 25 years, and I uh, retired from working in the public school system and, of course, knew that I would not uh, be retired for long. Um, Hoped to be an interim principal and then decided, oh, just go back full time. So that's what I have done, and that's why I've been at St. Mary for the past two years. But um, I do have a lot of experience and I can share that this year has been very unique in all of the years. Um, you know, when we trained to be educators um, and all the different case scenarios that we plan for as leaders and principals, this is something that we could never have imagined. Now, have you also found, Chris, like as a fact I'm the rector of the cathedral and you are a principal, so that as we moved into COVID-19, in the spring, with the, with the shutdown uh, at home learning, the amount of work needed to make this huge transition from the classroom to e-learning and move it into the summer, into the fall. Again, of course, you're back in school right now, but haven't you found that the work has been terribly magnified in all that you do? It really has. Um, last March when we left, we had a plan you know, for for snow days and what we would do because we wanted to have the kids continue to learn and not just shut down if we had those cold days and snow days. So we took that plan and started to work with it. Um, We were shut down on a Friday. We started e-learning on a Monday. So the teachers and I were learning um, how to do this as the students were learning. So it was really a challenge. Um, And, you know, we learned a lot. From, from that experience, but then this fall, or summer to fall, has been even different than that because we have over 60 of our students whose families are choosing to continue e-learning, mm-hmm. um, and then we have about 230 students in the school. So we're, we're you know, overseeing the e-learning and um, the education of the students right here in school. We're going to go to a break here on Catholic Chicago with today's special edition of Catholic Schools Today. WNDZ, 750 AM, 312-255-8408. Father Greg Sackowitz, Dr. Jim Riggin. Our guests are Chris Gritzmacher and John Little. Stay with us, and again, do not touch that dial. neighbor, warm and friendly thoughts come to mind. Think of smiles across the yard, positive wishes, and looking out for one another on an ongoing basis. Catholic Charities Neighbors in Need Fund inspires all of these and much more. We've seen an unprecedented number of requests for assistance this year from people who have never needed help before. When you make your gift to the Neighbors in Need Fund, you are igniting hope in the lives of your most vulnerable neighbors, especially individuals and families who continue to struggle to put food on the table and keep a roof over their heads. Your gift will give them the resources they need to overcome the unexpected, very serious circumstances in which they find themselves now. Give online at catholiccharities.net or call 312-948-6087. That's 312-948-6087. Catholic Charities Neighbors in Need Fund. Thank you for helping build a world of kindness, one neighbor to another. 
we invite you to watch Catholic Chicago this weekend, featuring a conversation with Cardinal Blaise Supich and video highlights from across the Archdiocese. Here's host Todd Williamson. Catholic churches respond as the need to feed the hungry surges in the COVID-19 pandemic. Pope Francis's new encyclical and the call for mutual respect for all cultures. And a local priest ready to run even when the Chicago Marathon is canceled. Watch Catholic Chicago Friday at 7 p.m. on Chicago Loop Cable, Channel 25, and Sunday afternoon at 3 on the Comcast Network, Channel 100. There's nothing like having a friend to talk to when things are not going well. And in these challenging days, everyone has had moments when they are discouraged, sad, or worried. Catholic Charities wants you to know that we are here. If you or someone you know would like to share your concerns with a professional, call 312-948-6951 anytime, day or night, and you will be connected with an experienced counselor who will listen without judgment and offer compassionate, confidential advice that you can trust. That phone number again is 312-948-6951. Before, during, and after COVID-19, Catholic Charities is here for you. Welcome back to Catholic Chicago with today's special edition of Catholic Schools Today, Father Greg Sakowitz and Dr. Jim Rigg. The time is exactly 8.26 on this Monday morning. By the way, the Bears finally won a game. Folks, the Bears are not real good, but Houston's even worse. And uh, at least a win is a win is a win. So, Dr. Jim Rigg, take it over. Happy to. So, uh, before the break, we were talking with uh, two individuals from St. Mary's School in Buffalo Grove, Christine Gritzmacher the principal, and John Little, a social studies and religion teacher. And, John, that was just uh, an incredible story about uh, your house fire and your dedication to your students and running out and uh, continuing virtual learning from your neighbor's front yard. Uh, just a, a really neat sign of the dedication of all of our teachers and staff members this uh, unusual school year. You know, but Jim, uh, I've, been, I've been a priest now 41 and a half years involved with Catholic schools. I've never heard a story like that. That is, well, uh, here's the question, story, Father. The if you were uh, in the middle of a homily and there was a fire, would you run outside and continue it? And would anybody mm. follow you? <laughs> <laughs> Unless they, they run out before, the, before my homily starts. <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't we uh, broaden the scope of the conversation a little bit. Uh, St. Mary's School is a, a wonderful school and offers so much to the, uh, the students and families there. Uh, Chris Gritzmacher, tell us a little bit more about some of the other things happening at St. Mary's this year. Okay, well, we have a very unique opportunity. Um, I, I've sent a lot of emails, and sometimes they're, you know, advertising. And um, I got one from Pauline Books and Media and um, Sister Helen Rita Lane. And this is an amazing project that we have been offered. Um, at first, I thought this sounds too good to be true, uh, so I checked it out with some of our leaders in the Archdiocese, and they said, yes, in fact, this, is, this organization is very legit. So there is an um, anonymous donor who gives each fifth grade student $50 cash, and what they are to do with this money 
is they are to think about and write about and select an individual person that they feel is in need. And they are asked to approach the project as a friend of Jesus reaching out to another friend of Jesus. So this is the Friend of Jesus project. Um, and it's, it, it's in its 11th year of operation. And I guess from what this is, I've read on the letters they've sent me, is that over 5,000 Catholic school fifth graders have participated and experienced the joy of giving at Christmas through this project. So our students just found out last week that they're going to be involved in this. And um, it's just so cool. So, Chris, let me get this right. Every fifth grader in your school is receiving $50 for this project. Yes. In an envelope, just for them, $50 in their hands. That's an amazing amount of money. <laughs> I, I, I yes. And when you think that there are 5,000 Catholic school fifth graders over the last 11 years who have had the opportunity to experience this, who is this fabulous donor? Now, that's this, amazing. Yeah, this donor felt that fifth grade, I, I think that something must have happened um, in their fifth grade year. And they felt that fifth grade is really the time um, to involve students in this project. I'd be surprised as these children grow up, they in turn will not pass it forward with an idea similar to that, remembering Absolutely. their own fifth grade. That's right. a great story. Now, for a moment, John, we were talking uh, during the break here. Uh, there's a program that you are heading up called like a reverse Advent program? Yes. So the assistant principal here at St. Mary's actually uh, sent it out to all of the teachers, and I decided to try to pick it up for my religion class. I remember one of my favorite memories of uh, going to church in Advent time was getting those Advent calendars and those uh, chocolates that for some reason are some of the best chocolates I've ever had. But I think that this reverse one, when I was taking a look at it, it just seemed like a really cool thing to do because as Christians we should be giving back to our communities. And what it is is each day of Advent, students are supposed to bring in a specific donation for a food bank, like December 1st was a box of cereal, December 2nd was peanut butter, and then it just goes down the line. What it's looking like so far is students aren't exactly following the calendar so much as they are just donating the food, and I told them that that's absolutely still in the spirit, just giving back to those in need. I think it's a really important year and important time to uh, keep that in mind. So is the food collected then in your room or something? So the food's uh, currently in my room, and I will send it down to the office, along with the other teachers who are doing it, and I believe it will be donated to a local food shelter. That's phenomenal. Yeah, that's great to hear. This is a, a wonderful time, the season of Advent, to remind students of the importance of giving back to those around them. And both of these projects are wonderful examples of, you know, inspiring that spirit of giving within young people. Uh, it's important, and it's, a, it's an essential part, I think, of uh, an education in a Catholic school, that commitment to service, that commitment to, to helping those around us, particularly very, during a very difficult year. Chris, uh, before we get too far in, I want to give you a chance to uh, mention uh, St. Mary's uh, and your contact information. Uh, we know we have a lot of families out there beginning to look around for a school next year. Uh, and just as a reminder, we do have a very active website for the Archdiocese, archchicago.org. And if you click schools on that website, you can be taken to a school finder 
put in your zip code, and you will see Catholic schools around you. There are 199 Catholic schools in the archdiocese. You can't go wrong with any of them. And whether you're looking for an elementary school or a high school, uh, I'd encourage you to take a look at that School Finder website. But Chris, why don't you give us the, um, the website and the phone number for St. Mary's School? Okay, so this is St. Mary's School in Buffalo Grove, and the website is school.stmarybg.org. One more time, Chris. School.stmarybg.org. And how about a phone number? And the phone number is 847 459 6270, and we are actually accepting 5th and 6th graders in January if there are uh, families who want to have their child come to St. Mary right now, we can get them in in January. How about the phone number one more time, Chris? Okay, 847-459-6270. Jim, ask another question. We still have time. Oh, happy to. So let's go back to John for a little bit. John, uh, we talked earlier that this is your very first year in teaching. Uh, I always ask this question of new teachers. Tell us why you decided to become a teacher and why you decided to teach at a Catholic school. So that's a good question. When I was in school, I was a pretty good student. However, I was someone who uh, often needed to be motivated by teachers in order to like be successful in grades. And often teachers' enthusiasm really rubbed off on me like I noticed that I don't think it's a coincidence that I teach social studies a lot of the teachers I connected with pretty much all the way from middle school up until high school were social studies teachers and I've always been someone that wanted to kind of make a difference in the world somehow and I feel like teaching is a great way to do that I'm not someone who could really work in an office building, so it's definitely good that I have a job that can I can kind of roam around, interact with people day in, day out. And why I chose a Catholic school, I actually went to a uh, Catholic school in Roselle, Illinois, St. Walter, Sure. grades uh, 1 through 8. So when I applied to St. Mary's, I remember talking about this in the interview. I said it would be really cool to uh, kind of give back my positive experience at a Catholic school to the students we have here in Buffalo Grove. Many years ago, I was near you, probably before you were born. I was at the uh, Church of the Holy Spirit in Schaumburg, and, uh, which is the Archdiocese of Chicago, and you border on the Diocese of uh, Joliet over there, mm-hmm. but now, of course, in Chicago. And just in the last minute, uh, uh, Chris, what got you into education and then in the whole sense of becoming a principal, which is a certainly different ballgame than being in the classroom with the children? Well, again, things happen for a reason. Um, I was going to school in business, and I have a friend who was working with a with a kindergarten classroom in the summer, and she went on vacation and asked me to cover. And there was a student who was a selective mute, and I was crawling around on the monkey bars with him. He hadn't talked to anybody, and he talked to me. And I wow. said, okay, that's it. I'm going to be a special educator. And then I... I um, talked with the principal at one point, and I'm like, wow, she is so wonderful. She's so delightful and just loves her school. I'm going to be a principal, too. So it all happened, like, in the matter of a week. That's amazing. Now, here's, you know, people have said in my life, and you hear it all the time, 
oh, what a coincidence. So someone may say of you, Chris, oh, what a coincidence you became a teacher, a principal. But the best definition of coincidence I ever heard is a coincidence is God's way of remaining anonymous. <laughs> it's a wonderful principle, a wonderful definition of coincidence. Well, what a coincidence. No. Mm-hmm. For the believer, it's the hand of God weaving through our lives. We need to bring this to a close. I want to thank in a very special way Chris Gritzmacher, principal at St. Mary's School in Buffalo Grove, and John Little, social studies and religion teacher, who I've never heard this before. His house starts on fire, or the porch does. He takes his laptop outside, no coat, no shoes, and keeps teaching. And he was on the National News on CBS some time ago. So may God bless both of you. Have a blessed Advent, Christmas, joy, and health into the new year. You're listening to uh, Catholic Schools Today. Father Greg Sackowitz, Dr. Jim Rigg, 312-255-8408. On WNDZ, 750 AM. Stay with us, and again, do not touch that dial.